If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast 238. This is our 2023 Century Tournament of Champions Tips podcast. Paul Williams and Barry Hanrahan. Join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's PGA Tour action. Good morning, gents. Morning, chaps. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in depth betting previews, Century Tournament of Champions Strokes Gained Analysis, which is excellent, Tournament Form Stats, we've got Combi Course and Current Form Stats. And our PGA Tour Prediction Optimizer model. All of these features, like this podcast, are completely free of charge with no paywall. Right, on Twitter, Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. Plus, you can join our Golf Betting System Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. Right. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We've got quite a few here, which is good, but keep them coming. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. I'll tell you what else before I go on to this. I'll tell you what I noticed on Spotify yesterday. I was listening to my Stevenage Football Club uh, podcast, as you do, and there's now a comment section on each individual podcast episode. So if you wanted to leave... Um, you know, a comment about this particular podcast on Spotify, you can now do it, which I thought was quite good. Hmm. Right, five-star review. This one is from Ian Wassell. He is in the UK. Consistently excellent free content, five stars. In a world where there is a huge amount of great cold content available, Paul, Steve and Barry stand out as offering the most complete and entertaining package of stats and insight of anybody. From the incredibly detailed previews, packages with well-argued tips to this excellent podcast, the boys are a must-read and listen every week. Incredibly, they provide this all free of charge! Exclamation mark. Heartily recommended for great golf betting analysis and lots of laughs along the way, not least at Steve's unique pronunciations. Cheers, guys. Well, I'll tell you what, for, the, for an opening 2023 review, I think Ian's absolutely hit it out of the park. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Thanks for taking the time to do that, Ian. And hopefully we can uh, continue to live up to those uh, high expectations that you've set there. Um, all the content that's free at Golf Betting System, the whole package for this week's Century Tournament of Champions... We also want to launch this year's 2023 majors competition. So I'm going to hand you over to Paul for this section. Mm. Yeah, no, if if you've been listening or using the site for um, years in the past, then you'll you'll pretty much know what's coming here because we do the same um, competition each year. Dead simple. What we want you to do is to predict the winner of each of the four major championships. I say very simple. It's not very simple at all, is it? Predict the winner of each of the four major championships, a different player for each. So you can't repeat players. You need to do one for the Masters, one for the PGA Championship, one for the US Open, one for the Open Championship. Give us a different name for each major championship. What we'll do in the background is we'll collate the dollar earnings from your player, um, create a mini leaderboard and then um, publish that leaderboard so you can see exactly where you sit. The top three finishers overall from the four majors combined. Then win our prizes, which are sponsored by Bet365 again. So many thanks to Bet365 for their continued 
support with this. £150 to the winner, £75 to the second place finisher, £25 to the third place finisher. Or currency equivalent, of course, if you live overseas and have entered the competition. Uh, you can enter via Twitter. Uh, there's a GBS comp hashtag. You can enter via the Facebook group. There's a thread that's already doing good business on there. Um, or you can pop us an email with your entries, uh, whatever suits. So um, there's a dedicated page on the website. Um, you can li- find that through Steve's preview this week. And I'll, course, I'll put a link in the description as well, Paul. Yep, yep, cool. That will um, also link straight to the page as yep. well. So simply four names, four different names, four major champions. Um, see how you get on. Simple as that. Latest news, you we will have Livsters in the Masters. So Cameron mm. Smith and the likes of Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. So that, that came out just before Christmas, didn't it? Mr. Mr. Ridley. I, yeah, think I, the think right, I think it's the right call. We've got to have the best field. Simple as that, really. I think it was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I don't think they were going to shoot themselves in the foot by alienating. How many players would that have been? A dozen or so? Maybe more? I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it would have been a big hole in the tournament, and uh, that's not what they're about. You know, It's a relatively limited field as it is, so um, reducing it even further would have been detrimental. So, so yep. Yeah. Good for them to make a stand, and um, we'll, we'll see where that takes us for the rest of the season. Let's talk Century Tournament of Champions. That's why the listeners are here. They want insight on the first PGA Tour event of 2023. They've changed the format of this slightly. I think I think we might... Basically, they've included, uh, clearly all winners, as ever, plus Tour Championship qualifiers. So if you made the top 30 at Eastlake in August and didn't win, you're in this field. So that would include someone like a Scott Stalling, uh, Scott Stallings. 17 of the top 20 in the official world golf rankings are playing. Pretty much the usual suspects, less Rory McIlroy. I think he's only ever played this once. He is making his yearly debut in Dubai this year. Mm. Not playing Abu Dhabi. So he's yeah. going straight to Dubai Desert Classic. Some fascinating tournament debutants here. I know that, that um, Barry mentioned this off Mike. You've got Matt Fitzpatrick making the uh, plantation course debut. Tom Kim, not Bob. Sahith Tigala, Cameron Young, and Will Zalatoris amongst a group. Quite a chunky group. So, uh, yeah, some real quality in this event. Undoubted. Uh, John Rahm is the favourite. You can get him as big as 13-2 to two this morning. Scotty Scheffler being backed in 9-1. to one. Could go back to world number one with a victory. There's a big move on Scheffler overnight. It's a lot of uh, a lot of people who have been backing him in the last few hours by the looks of it. Hmm. Scotty, uh, we've got Xander and Justin Thomas uh, and Patrick Cantley. They're all at 11-1. Tony Finau, no T4, no T2, just Tony Finau these days. He actually wins 16 to 1. And then Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland at 20 to 1. Uh, tw- uh, t- Sun J.M., Cam Young, Matt Fitzpatrick at 22 to 1, 28 to 1, and bigger of the rest. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? around this Century Tournament of Champions uh, golf course, the uh, plantation course that they play at Kapalua. It's a bit of a unique mm. unique one, isn't it? It is, and um, it was horribly exposed last year um, with the winning total. Cam Smith gets a 34 under, I think. <laughs> yeah, 34 under. Which is it's not atypical there because that's that's deeper than any previous event but um, you know it's not unusual in regular conditions to see it in the mid-20s under par so yeah to kick off the season we've got extremely late nights if you're over here in the UK and um, you know a lot of birdies you've got to go out there and you've got to make well last year you needed to be making the mid-30s of birdies to, to get yourself in the mix 
And that was uh, Smith, Rahm, and Matt Jones was right up there as well in the mid-30s mm. under par as well, wasn't he? Matt Jones. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen in the past, it, when the wind blows, it can present a little bit of a challenge. Um, but I don't think, you know, I, I'm sure you'll go into the forecast, but it doesn't look overly taxing. It doesn't look quite as soft as last year, so perhaps we won't see quite so many birdies. But <laughs> I don't think they've got the means to really make it tough. Um, if the conditions allow for birdies, then birdies are what we'll find. So strap in and wait for the uh, wait for the red numbers. I think. Cam Smith, thirty-four under par last year. <laughs> John Rahm was a pedestrian, thirty-three under, one back. And Matt Jones, thirty-two under par. The golf course played. Listen to this. This is a crazy number. I did chuckle as I wrote it on the preview. It played at 68.22 as an average below par, which was almost five under par average. Mm. Uh, you won't be surprised to hear it was the easiest course of the whole of the PGA Tour last season. But yeah, it's a co- we say it all the time, don't we? Coastal golf course, it's wind-dependent. Um, they had... A lot of rain here 12 months ago. They had 292 millimetres in December with over 20 mils the previous week building in. Mm. Um, November this year has been wet, 115, December 135. So I reckon it's not going to be quite as soft on the greens as we saw last year. Um, no. The greenkeeper sheet did suggest that they're looking to get to a stimp of 11.5, which is uh, a, a point higher than we saw last year. But I think you'll also get a situation where there was a lot of... I think they played two rounds, 36 holes, lift, clean and place last year, ball up. You might not get that this year. So you're probably going to get some of this, some of these prestigious driving distances. Hmm. I always love it on 18 when they're like ripping it. 450. <laughs> 450. Yeah, Amazing. It, look, it, look, it looks like quite a long hole on paper and then uh, yeah. just just let rip. It plays on it plays on the card, scorecard, 677 yards. Yeah. And clearly they're all cutting the corner on the left as far as they dare and they're, they're hitting it 350 in the air. Mm. Amazing. I think also with the weather, with the wind forecast, I'm having a quick look here as we talk on Windfinder. As you know, always use Windfinder. Uh, up to 12 miles an hour Thursday, 14 miles an hour Friday. Saturday's going to be the windiest, but even then it's still sub 20 with the gusts. They're all trade winds from the east or northeast. Uh, and on Sunday, there's no wind of real any magnitude. I reckon, you know, all told, Let's put a toe in the water. I reckon potentially scores similar to what we saw with Harris English back in 2021. So I'm thinking potentially that 25, 26 under par. Yeah. Still still low totals. But yeah. I can't see 33 under. No, if you, yeah, I, you know, we've, we've not conferred on this, but if you'd have asked me for a number, then 25 would have been where. I'd have pitched it this week. So, and as Barry will know, um, where uh, on a coastal course, 10, 15 mile an hour winds, that's they're, they're built for that. Um, it's not really going to cause the uh, the guys a massive trouble, is it, Barry? <clears throat> it shouldn't. No, I mean, I mean, like most links courses, there's only so far you can go with setup uh, before you've gone too far and a little bit too much wind added to like a really difficult setup could just blow the thing out of the water. So they have to leave it Mm. quite open. Um, a little bit of wind. Yeah. We'll probably knock a shot or two off the, the average, you know, or maybe a shot off the average score each day, maybe a little bit more, but Mm. I don't think it kind of changes. I mean, thinking that it could be from either, you know, this winning score being 33, 34 versus 25. I don't think it changes much. What we have to try and, um, figure out is the the you know the pieces of the puzzle to to make a pick or two this week mm. world ranking yeah. of winners cam smith last year was 21st 
Harris English the year before was 29th. JT, 2020, second victory. He was world rank four. We then had Xander at 11. DJ won this in 2018 as the world number one. 2017, Justin Thomas, 22. So you've actually got three of the last six have won this with a world ranking in the 20s, which I thought was slightly interesting. So that might be something to pitch at. And also winning odds here I found fascinating. You either get the favourite winning, Dustin Johnson 15-2, JT 11-2. So a John Rahm 13-2 win does fit that very, very well. Jordan Spieth also a 5-1 winner here in 2016. But then you get juicier prices. Cam Smith 28-1. Harris English 33-1. Xander 22-1. And Justin Thomas's first win in 2017 alongside Patrick Reed's 22 to 1. You can't go for Patrick Reed like you always do every year here, Paul. And me. I always used to be a Patrick Reed fan. Both of those guys won at 22 to 1. Yep. Patrick Reed's ruther when it comes to uh, to Kapalua. Oh, that, he'd just be sitting. What's, what's he going to be doing there this way? He's just sitting there, can't, just watching it on TV. No Patrick Reed this year. No DJ. Mm. No, Cam Smith. It's a shame. Cam Smith clearly can't defend. Um, if you actually look at the averages, you go back to 2010. I don't really tell you a lot, to be fair, when you get this split. It's 19 to 1. But um, we could see a Scotty Scheffler single-digit winner. He was priced up at 10s opening yesterday. Um, you could see easily a John Rahm 13 to 2. I did toy seriously with John Rahm just on a win-only bet at 13 to 2. I'm sure I'll probably regret it Monday morning, um, but I didn't. I actually pitched it more towards those kind of 20s and above. Mm. I'll tell you what helps this this week, and it helps a lot. And We haven't seen this. We've never seen uh, the availability of eight places each way in this short field. Bear in mind, as you said to me yesterday, Paul, 39 competitors, yeah, this week? Yeah. We have eight places each way being offered by some select bookmakers as extended markets. So they're not their default markets, but they're extended markets. And Bet365 via their each way extra market, which was available very, very early yesterday. Brilliant. Um, it's basically a facility where you can increase or decrease the number of places. I mean, they were, they're offering three places each way, 50 odds at better odds as well as their standard market. So you can go yeah. better odds, like less places, or less odds, more places, which is what I've gone for. So um, they have actually gone eight places each way. They have an eight places each way at 50 odds market specifically for this Century Tournament of Champions which certainly got my juices flowing. I thought that was a fantastic offer. Um, we recommend Bet365 on this podcast, as, as regulars will know. If you're 18 and do not have a Bet365 sports account, you can find details of their current Bet £10, get £50 in free bets, new customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in the podcast description. So yes, I am all over the eight places market this week. Um, via each way extra with Bet365 on three of my four selections. Mm. Yeah. Um, just a few more things from me, and then I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. Um, when I've looked at past winners of this, and I, and I look through the, the lens of strokes gained over the last eight tournaments, which I use a lot, um, most of the winners here, or the two winners that I've tracked, were putting well when arriving here at Kapalua, and at the end of the work, at the end of the day, um, when you look at the strokes gain numbers going back to twenty sixteen, and we just we just you know, look at what the winners here have done. Strokes gained off the tee, their average is fourth in the field. Strokes gained on approach sixth. Strokes gained around the green ninth. You can't have a bad around the green game here, because you are going to miss some. Um, some greens, and at that point, you cannot be making bogeys. So being able to uh, to get up and down around the greens here, very important. Ninth. T to green third, and this was the real high number. 
for me. Strokes game putting. The winners here have averaged fourth, going back to 2016. Jordan Spieth, for first for putting. JT, fourth. DJ, sixth. Xander, third. JT, 13th. That was the year when they actually came to greens that were firm and fast because they'd re-engineered the course. Yeah, it was tougher that <laughs> Harris English and Cam Smith. Last two years, strokes game putting ranks of first in the field. Mm. Would suggest that you want somebody that's been making plenty of putts of late. Yeah. There's no room for a cold putter when you've got to get into the 25-30 birdie bracket at least to, to get yourself in the mix mm. course correlations for me Augusta any caddy will tell you this is the hardest this is the hardest walk with Augusta on the calendar a lot of um, undulations a lot of uneven lies very 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 wide fairways like a landing strip at Heathrow um, not a lot of action from the rough, but a lot of uneven lies above you, below you. Um, also, a lot of visual trickery with the coast constantly in kind of view here. You also get a lot of wedge holes. The, the par fives are long, but the par fours are more than gettable. So, we have seen, you know, you wouldn't call exactly Harris English a bomber. Uh, we've had Zach Johnson win here. You don't have to be a bomber to win this. Yeah. If you're a wizard with your wedges and you're making plenty of parts, yeah, this layout has eight sub 425-yard par fours. It's a unique par 73. So um, I have 11 par fours, only three par threes. Uh, anything else to comment on? From your chaps? Don't, don't know if there's anything from me. I think it is, you've just got to pick the players that you are comfortable are going to go and be able to shoot that kind of score. And, and not, you know, there are plenty of good players who thrive on more challenging tests. And if you put them on something where the winning total is 8, 10, 12 under par, they're far more likely to appear than one where it's 25 under par and that's mm. just the nature of different players and trying to narrow it down between players that that can be one of the factors and I know on you talked briefly about the predictor there's a resort course predictor variable um, this week which is an interesting one to look at as well so resort courses low scoring courses and that will give you an indication of players who <clears throat> are more likely to or have performed better on those low-scoring tests over the last few years. So a good starting point, potentially, if you're trying to narrow the field down a little bit. Do you want the top 11? Because as you were saying that, I was actually running it. Mm. Seamus Powers at 11. Might surprise a few. Uh, tie for 8th, Victor Hovland, JT the Postman Poston and Xander. Uh, tie for sixth, Sung J Im, Sam Burns. A tie for fourth, Billy Horshaw and Tony Finau. Then the big three, JT, John Rahm and Patrick Cantley. And Patrick Cantley can shoot crazy, crazy low, as yeah. we said. Yeah. You know, I always hark back to that that um, couple of years ago, the BMW with him head-to-head -head with um, DeChambeau. Mm. That was crazy low. One thing I do like here... I do like players, though, that have played deep into the end of 2022. Bit of an outlier last year with Cam Smith. He did, though, play the RSM Classic, the last of PJ Tour event of 2022. Of 20, that would have been actually 2021. Uh, but then you look at Harris English. He finished first when paired with Matt Kuchar at the Shark Shootout, which is what they play in mid-December. It's kind of linked to the PGA Tour. It's carried by the PGA Tour, but it isn't part of the PGA Tour. So he finished, yeah, won, won the Shark Shootout, fifth at Mayakoba, sixth at the RSM Classic. So he was in very good nick for a 33-1 to one shot. Mm. 
JT had got three and a half points at the President's Cup that they played in December down in Australia. Then he'd finished fifth at the Hero World Challenge. Uh, Xander, eighth at the World Challenge, 16th at the DP World Tour Championship, first at the WGC HSBC Champions in Shanghai that year, the year previous. And actually, when you total up the rounds, I just did this out of interest. When I totaled up what I would classify as main tour round, so that could be PGA Tour or DP World Tour, since the Tour Championship, Xander had played 16 rounds of competitive golf in the fall. Uh, Thomas, 12. Harris English, 20. John um, Cameron Smith, 12 rounds on the PGA Tour. So I'm looking for players that have been active at the end of last year, which you look at Patrick Cantlay, he hasn't played since the Shriners, for example. That's a big gap. Although it doesn't ever seem to affect Cantley, but ultimately, um, that's what I'm looking for. Players that have had yeah. some activity. Could be the Shark Shootout, uh, or the RSM Classic. Just something of note of late. Because I think I think one of them ultimately will just pop up. Yeah. Yeah, some players can just come straight back after a couple of months out and, and perform. And all of them are going to have to shake off the Christmas rust. And there's always this guessing game at this point of the year and as to how players have um, fared over the Christmas period. Have they actually touched a club? Um, those with young kids as well, um, have they spent more time at home than they have done in previous years? You're kind of second-guessing a lot at this point in the season. Um, so yeah, it, it's not not one that I tend to get massively involved in in terms of predict or in terms of uh, selections. But um, it's, you know, after after a few weeks of no golf, it's nice to nice to have a little dabble um, to start the uh, start the season or start the year anyway. You've also had plenty of time to kind of ruminate on this because you knew what the field mm. was going to be. Yep. Yeah, I was sitting there at the Christmas dinner table thinking. Hmm. Maybe I should put up Tony Fina. <laughs> yeah. Whilst people were trying to have a conversation with me, I'm blanking them. Yeah. So I did. That's he's my. Can you believe it? He's my lead tip of 2023. Tony Fina. I managed to scrag him eight places each way with at 14 to one, which I didn't think was a bad price, especially as the best price in the market, five places each way right now, is 16 to one again with Bet365. Mm. You think about Fee now. He's got he's kind of got the profile I'm looking for this this year. He played the World Challenge in December. He uh, the outing before that, he won the Houston Open in late November. That was his third PGA Tour win in 2022. He won the 3M Open, the Rocket Mortgage Classic and the Houston Open all in 2022. That's pretty mad. For a guy that could never get over the line. Ninth here on tournament debut back in 2017 when he was ranked outside the world's top 75 in the world. He ranked fourth for T to green that year. <coughs> One thing I'll say about Tony recently also. Been putting very, very well. I've got him, although it's from limited appearances, I'll, I'll grant you that. I've got him ranked... Joint top for strokes game putting with Patrick Cantley coming into the. So yeah, Tony Fina. I think he if he carries over some momentum from the end of last year, um, I'd struggle not to see Tony at least in the top eight this week. Yeah, yeah. Last two outings as well, guys. He's top greens in regulation both at the Houston Open and at the Hero World Challenge that Victor won. And you look at how well he's driving the ball. We commented upon this at the end of last year in one of the podcasts, how straight he is driving the golf ball. Mm. So, yeah, I'm on Fina at 14 to 1, 16 to 1 is available. He's a different beast nowadays, isn't he? He's, um, he's found that bit of momentum. He's found that bit of confidence on a Sunday. And uh, as you say, it's noticeable what he's doing from off the tee. It's noticeable what he's doing on the greens. And you combine that with a player who always tended to find more than his fair share of greens in regulation. 
it's uh, it's a potent combination. If he continues that during 2023, he's going to be right up there in terms of the world rankings. Um, you know, assuring for the Ryder Cup. Uh, it's a big, big season coming up for Tony if he can continue what he did last year. Maybe push on with some of the majors. I mean, we've seen him in the past, um, particularly Augusta. Uh, he gets himself into those kind of top 10 positions in the majors without getting himself, you know, being, being able to really push on and uh, and potentially win. But I don't know, fascinated to see how he goes in them this year because he's got a game that's very much built for, for major championship golf. First two wins were by the coast as well. I know, I know, I know they were quite, um, there was a five-year gap. Puerto Rico, 2016, and he won Liberty National, 2021. Yeah. You also look third at that really windy Open Championship at Royal Portrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Tory Pines' performances as well? Every year he's in the top ten at Tory Pines. Set there's a second, there's a fourth, there's a couple of six since 2017. So he does like playing by the coast. Mm. And also, if, if we look at this, if we're looking at all this Augusta National carryover, and there are a lot of uh, players that have won this and gone on to win the Masters or Masters champions that have won this. Clearly, Finau was in that final group the year that Tiger won, 2019. Yep. With with uh, Frank, Francesco Molinari as well, so he can play he can play uh, Augusta just fine. Go on, Barry, add in for you there, in. Steve, as well. When he um, lost to Max Homa in uh, the playoff in Riviera in twenty twenty one, yeah, and you know analogous course to here, Hogan's Alley, yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm just I'll, I'll just yes. I mean, if we're looking at Riviera, Cameron Smith's finished fourth and sixth there recently. Harris English is a top ten there. Xander has a as a top ten there. Dustin Johnson, well, we know how well he plays around Riviera. Mm. I think he's had a win there in about seven second places. So yeah, I can see some Riviera carryover. JT's had a second there as well. So I get Tony Fee now. There was absolutely no way I wasn't going to include him. I would have loved twenty to one, but clearly the bookmakers have got him covered this week. So yeah, fourteens yeah. and sixteens out there. I think if Rory had been in the field, you might have got close to it. Yeah, uh, might may have got eighteens, may have got a bit of twenties with uh, with a few a few less each way places. But yeah, you got to, got to play the market as it appears. We'll the other one I've included close to the top. It's a bit of a pun. Is Victor Hovland, who I was impressed with when he won his second Hero World Challenge when defending at the, just before Christmas. He's now on this aim point technique with his putting, and I just I just had a, a look at um, Victor last yesterday in detail. Just looked at his strokes gained putting rank on the PGA Tour. Two seasons ago, one hundred and fifteenth. Last season, ninety ninth. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, one hundred fifteenth, ninety ninth, and then last season, the full season, twenty fifth for strokes gained putting. And you instantly default to the fact that Victor can't putt. Well, clearly, this aim point technique has borne fruit. And when you look at Victor and you look at his two outings here, he's done absolutely mid-20 kind of finishes. And as you would expect, great off the tee, great on approach. Couldn't make a putt for Toffer. So I'm just thinking to myself, coming in here off a win, Confident with the putter. Bearing in mind that the greens that they play at Albany for the Hero World Challenge are Tiff Eagle, Bermuda Grass greens, exactly the same format as these in terms of their agronomy. If he can get his head round putting on these plantation course greens this week, bearing in mind this is a guy that's won in Puerto Rico by the coast. He's won in the Mayacoba twice by the coast and he's won the Hero World Challenge in Albany, Bahamas twice by the coast. He also was in serious contention at St Andrews for the Open Championship this year. I just, I just thought, yeah, you know what? In in a market where there was a lot of players that I thought were on the short side, I've managed to get eighteen to one with Bet Three Six Five each way extra eight places each way on Victor Hovland. So I was quite happy to take that. It's whether he can chip and whether he can putt. Big greens. I don't think there'll be a lot of chipping. So it's whether he can actually make enough putts this week. So I've got uh, Finau at 14s and I've got Hovland at 18s at the top of the market. Um, 
Where are you guys coming in on this in terms of price and players? Uh, well, for me, I'm, I've, I've only backed one this week. Um, I'm, I'm, if I can be convinced on a, another, then potentially, but I've, I've not quite got there yet. I, I was very tempted on Patrick Cantlay. 12 to 1 when it first came out, it's generally 10 to 1 now. Um, the, the number that got me, and it's the one that you read through a second ago, Steve, at the top of your um, resort course variable, he yeah. is top. And it, <laughs> if you eyeball his results, you know that he can perform well on low scoring tests, and that's kind of where he thrives. Yeah, I was tempted on Cantley. I Ultimately, I've played the percentages of this, and in my view, if John Rahm um, plays this seven times in his current form, then he wins this at least once, probably more. Um, and the current, right, generally 13 to 2, if you look on the the Bet365, I've got a win-only market. He's currently 7 to 1. Mm. Um, and that's what I've taken. And in my view, 7 to 1 is more than a fair price. Happy to take that. If he wins, he wins. Um, if he doesn't, then I think it was a fair, well, more than a fair bet because I think he does perform better than that chance implies look back at his recent form Spanish Open he won 25 under par he closed with around a 62 that week DP World Tour Championship he won 20 under par I know he played in Albany finished mid-pack that was a bit of a more stringent test I think this kind of winning total is far more up his alley Hmm. In between those, second at the BMW PGA Championship, fourth at the CJ Cup. He shot 62s, rounds of 62, both of those events. His form in terms of scoring has been great. His putting has been a revelation of late. Uh, in terms of old style uh, percentages in, in terms of putts per green and regulation, third at East Lake, second in Spain, first for putts per greens and regulation of the Bermuda grass greens of the earth course. In terms of um, strokes game putting, first at Eastlake, second for strokes game putting at the earth course. Both of them on Bermuda, um, two cracking pieces of form as well. But what really got me, uh, he shot 33 under here last year. He finished second last year. That came in off the back of form of miscuts, 17 miscuts. Yeah, and he hadn't played since the Open yes. to Spania either. Yeah, it was so he was late yeah, September. That's, yeah, that's very true. No, very, very October. true. October. It was, you know, it, it, yeah, he, he was coming off a far longer break. Yeah. He was um, playing far worse golf. He much, much better form at the moment. Um, it all adds up to me. He, he was second year on debut too. That was the year that JT won, I think, 16 under. So mm. it would have been a much tougher year. This year, 25 under thereabouts. I think that's right in John Rahm's wheelhouse. So, yeah, I... <sighs> I've put all the beans on John Rahm this week. I was tempted at Sung JM 22s, I must say. Um, he was, if, if I was going to back one that kind of just outside the top players, then that would have been the one. But yeah, I, I, I may well just stick with it and, uh, and, and see how John Rahm goes and hope that he lives up to the expectations that I've just built of him. We shall see. What about you, Barry? Any at uh, the, the top end of the market? No, nothing too top top, but um, yeah, kind of adopting your approach, but actually putting a couple more bets down, Paul, just a little bit, mm. dip your toe in the water. Um, for some reason, Tom Kim popped into my head for this. Just um, so I went and did a little bit of digging, and you know, so far this season, or you know, the, the recent events, he's um, pretty high up on the birdie or better percentage on yep. tour he is 15th for that um and that kind of yeah encouraged me just to follow the gut just throw a little single just throw a little uh one unit each way on him on the the each way extra the eight places and mm. see how he goes i know he's a debutante but you know he'll be you're just to to be there and just make a load of birdies like he normally does. And that's a reasonably good formula to get yourself involved in this uh, event. And there's a lot of debutants this year. So that might break that um, streak of <clears throat> no, you know, no first time winner here for quite a number of years. Um, I think Steve probably has that off the top of his head, how many years ago it was, but Daniel um, Chopra, yeah. 2008 
so 15 years okay um it's quite a healthy streak but yeah so i mean 22 to 1 little little sprinkle have have fun with it and see where we go um, i would have thought he's licking his lips thinking that he's got nine sub 425 yard par fours with this wedge game tomkin yeah 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 that, i think the hard thing this week is there's so many good players in the field um which are talking about champions baron yeah i know but like how do you how do you grab between them um yeah. and then merge that with the christmas break as well and mm. it's it's kind of seeing it's how people kind of get back up to speed uh and that's the probably a, the toughest week of the year for us to to make any picks i think true the thing with kim is he did see a lot of late action last year as well Played the Hero World Challenge. He was also fourth out in Japan at the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix yeah, event right. they hold out there. Mm. So it's not as if he he was playing golf into late November, early December. So you know, and it's, there isn't going to be an issue with you know, children, whatever with Tonkin. Now I've gone completely the other way. I've gone for a guy that's just had their first child, I believe. Max Homer. I've got him at 25 to 1, eight places each way with bet 365. And if you look at this Riviera link and you look for people that perform well on the West Coast, Homer, three of his five wins have come in California, twice at Silverado, and of course that Riviera 2021 victory at Tigers event. He's also had a fifth and a tenth there around Hogan's Alley. So I like that kind of inbound form. I also see a link here, you know. I mean, it's obvious when you look at Cam Smith. You look at Sony Open winners, or people that have done well at Wireline, which is the event we're seeing next week, over on Honolulu. You've got recent tournament champion winners, Zach Johnson, Justin Thomas, Cam Smith. They've all won the Sony Open. Wileye has also seen century winners in the form of Steve Stricker, who's done well at, at the Sony Open over the years. Jordan Spieth's got third there. Harris English has got third and a fourth. A lot of carryover here. And you can remember Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker lost in the playoff here, and then the week after went to the Sony Open and won. So 2014 and 2015 Sony Open champion. And even Hideki Matsuama, who won the Sony Open last year, finished second here to Justin Thomas in 2017. That's a lot of carryover between the Sony. You go way back to Max Homer, when no one or very few people knew anything about the guy on his rookie season in 2016. He had one top 10 finish. Sixth at the Sony Open. So I just think he was fourth at the QBE shootout in mid-December, playing with Kevin Kisner. Uh, so yeah, so late season form, he won the Fortinet, so he's a winner so far this season, plays well out west, has Sony open top six, I think Homer could do well here, 25 to 1, 8 place each way I got with bet 365. I also scragged one at 50 to 1, and I'll sell this to you guys, not that he needs much selling on this podcast, he's Pretty regular. I took him six places each way with Betfair Sportsbook. Seamus Power. Now, we've always said Seamus loves a birdie fest. And this guy, he's 29th in the world. He's coming in on form, yeah, of fifth at the RSM Classic. He won in Bermuda, and he was in the top three at the Mayakoba. That's crazy. He's been playing some good stuff. First in Bermuda, third in Mayakoba, fifth in Sea Island, 50 to 1. That's crazy. Eight of Seamus's PGA Tour top 10 finishes have all been by the coast. And we keep saying that Alex Naren... Sep, Sep Strucker potentially, 
Seamus Power. These guys have got a route in to the Ryder Cup this year. Undoubted. Just the way that the, the old players aren't going to be involved, or a lot of them aren't going to be involved. Yep. If these guys put their hand up and do well on the PGA Tour, they will get into Luke Donald's team. And I just think that this course, at this time, when he's in this form, 50 to 1 is just, that was just the price you had to take. Sepp Strucker, by the way, was available first show with a couple of bookmakers at 100 to 1. I saw 150. 150 you saw? Oh, Briefly, wow. yeah. Do you know, I, I wow. took a long look at him because um, we know about his Bermuda form, his Bermuda green prowess. Wow. Um, it just doesn't strike me as a you know, resort course monster, as a a low scoring if you put him on a more stringent test with Bermuda Greens I think he's far stronger than he would be on this I could be wrong I could mm. be wrong he could be he could be the outside play this week um, but yeah he's um, yeah he's 120 he there's 125s out there right now as we're recording yeah. this yeah, because he played some really nice stuff at the start of the um, the new wraparound season, then kind of went off the boil a bit, didn't he? Mm. A few missed cuts. And interesting to see how he comes back. His, his price will be dictated by those three missed cuts that he put put out there at the back end of the uh, back end of 2022. But uh, yeah, he's also the kind of player who can bounce back. I just I wonder if he can get down to that kind of 20 under. 25 under bracket. Don't know. One player I haven't backed, but we were talking about Sony Open, carryover. He is priced at exactly the same price point as Hideki Matsuama, which to me is alien. I haven't tipped him. I haven't backed him. But logically, Russell Henley, 40 to 1. <laughs> now, we know with Russell... Yeah, we're not his biggest supporter on this podcast with his um, flirtations with the victories. But he's taken one recently in Mayakoba, hasn't he? Yeah. 40-1, to one, you just get the feeling that this course will suit Russell Henley, who can go silly, silly low by the sea. I didn't go there. Big gap, actually. is a huge gap. With the likes of uh, you know Zalatoris, Homer, and then you, you, Tom Kim out there, and then all of a sudden you're out to forty to one. Russell Henley, Aaron Wise, Hideki Matsuama, Brian Harm. But yeah, Seamus Power is the one for me, fifty to one. Mm. Yeah, Harm. You say Harmon, he's been uh, he's been putting well of late as well, playing some nice stuff. Yeah, dis- he and he also he tops the strokes gained ranks here round here, doesn't he? I know it's only from four rounds, so I think yeah. he finished fourth here, didn't he? Yeah, third Last or fourth, three or four years ago. So, yeah, again, you look at it on paper and say, well, you know, is, is Brian Harmon going to compete and contend around a 7,600-yard par 73? But he's proven he can get in the mix in the past, and he's, mm. he's playing some nice stuff at the back end of 2022. As a, as a mid-priced each-way chance, potentially it's Brian Harmon. Perhaps that's the, perhaps that's the one I should be plumping for. On each way, each way punt. Mm. I think there's worse out there. That's, that's me cool done. You're staying away. That's good that you're staying away from Seamus, Paul. I've also jumped on Seamus. <laughs> it's a trifecta. Yeah. It's not active I, yet. I, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll free him up for you boys this week. I, I'm just staring at the exchange price, eighty to one on the exchange, Seamus. When I was just running through the predictor model yesterday and just adding in the variables I thought were important, coastal form, resort-level scoring form, some current form on the on the events at the very end of last year, I, I couldn't get Seamus Power out of the top seven in, in, the, in the rankings. And you're just thinking, well, he's, he's sitting here in like 20th or 25th place in the betting charts at 50 to 1. So it's a no-brainer. Just a just a, a brief word on the predictor while we're on the topic. Um, we have been working on a new version of the predictor. There is a testing model, a beta testing model, which is out there now. There's a link to it via the current predictor and also via Steve's preview this week. So if you like using the predictor, have a look at the new version. 
Um, it is still in testing, so we're ironing out a few uh, final issues with it. But if you um, like it, dislike it, if you've got some comments, feedback, please either um, tweet us or email us or, or get in contact in one way or another and let us know so um, we can kind of hone it into something that will be really useful for you guys to use. So uh, please do take a look and uh, and let us know what you think. What is the main step forward in your mind, Paul, with the new predictor? Oh, it's just aesthetically, it's worlds apart from the current one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll notice if you use it, rather than actual, actually predicting after selecting a number of fixed variables, you can uh, you can slide the uh, the numbers across. You can uh, dynamically create your predictor um, while it, it kind of forms in front of your face, rather than having to do it all as a as a discrete uh, prediction. It's um, it's a massive step forward. It will be a massive step forward when we get it uh, mm. fully, fully uh, honed in. But uh, but yeah, it's not far off. It's not far off. So please do take a look if you use the predictor. Uh, hopefully, it won't crash if you all dive on at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> With the amount it's costing us in hosting, I hope it doesn't crash. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Fingers crossed. But yes, um, please do take a look, guys, and let us know. Please do. Yeah. Any comments you've got on that would be much appreciated because, as Paul says, we're beta testing it, user testing it. It's the next level. And um, we can still be slightly flexible if there's any input that we, we feel can can be changed on it. So any feedback on that would be much appreciated. I think that's us, chaps. I think the century's in the rearview mirror. It is, yeah. Looking forward to getting going again. So. Have you got any action next week? No, they've got this uh, Hero Cup, which um, is happening next week. So just uh, a, you know, a, a team event, which um, you know, I, I may I may take a look at, but from a previewing yeah. and a better where are they playing? Uh, Abu Dhabi. So um, so yeah, they're playing that before um, the, you know, the the real business starts the following week with the Abu Dhabi. Mm. championships so uh, that's when the dp world tour will start in earnest abu dhabi then um then dubai as you say with rory uh gracing us with his presence to start his season we have the sony open next week don't we where hideki matsuama gained about 38 strokes on the greens last year if i remember correct <laughs> yeah. um so that that's the action we've got next year on the pj uh, next week on the pj so it's been a, it's been a blast I, I wish you both a happy new year I, I wish all the listeners a happy new year a, a great 2023 um, and we will be back with the sony open next week enjoy the golf if you like betting on golf but everyone that you back misses the cut get some experts involved with all the stats and the tips and so much more cause it's the golf betting system the golf betting system is the golf